Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away. What's everyone? I'm sitting out today in Stockholm, in Sweden, with Arif Alexander Ahmad. What's up? Thank hey. you for welcoming me here. It's a pleasure. We want to talk about the broker SCM, which is a broker I'm visiting right now, whose Arif is the chief founder yeah one of the founding partners yeah excellent so we'll talk about the broker kind of why you do this and left things around i know people want to know about the brokers so we'll go through the, the same parts that we usually go through for the brokers that i review and do something solid so we'll talk about through the steps if you have any questions just make sure you comment below in the, in the comment section and we'll get back to you after on this so arif well thank you for welcoming me here of course a pleasure and I kind of want to know first a bit of a background about yourself. Tell people who you are and kind of what you do also. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I basically started in the FX industry 2008. Um, so actually started as a junior salesman with uh, another wealth management company here in Sweden. I started to uh, uh, accumulate a quite a substantial client book, uh, took care of a lot of clients from Asia, you know, the Middle East uh, and Europe. And started uh, growing book, got into trading, you know, uh, started trading on my own. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and I thought that, you know, I could do it much better myself. Yeah, this <laughs> is a common thing for most people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's really where the idea for, you know, Scandinavian capital markets started, whereby we kind of saw that there was no, I guess, purely Swedish or Scandinavian SDP broker at the time. You know, the industry has been dominated by the UK many years, Cyprus, Malta, mm-hmm. you know, Israel. So we thought that, you know, it's about time that there's a Scandinavian broker that really enters the market and the scene, you know, uh, Scandinavian Sweden in particular has, you know, a good reputation of being, you know, safe, you know, secure jurisdiction to invest your your funds in. And we thought that, you know, a lot of the clients that I at least spoke to, you know, put a lot of trust in Sweden as, as a country, you yeah. know, so it's known by Volvo, Ikea, H&M. So our goal was kind of to become like the Volvo of FX, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know, the, to be that safe alternative for a lot of people that, you know, might have been maybe burnt by a lot of, you know, I guess, shady brokers in Malta or Cyprus or other offshore jurisdictions, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Yes, yeah, so this is a big thing because people might know brokers that are in like Cyprus, like you said, Belize. And people sometimes don't know that the broker are there. It's like they're there, but people don't really know. Right. And so having a broker that's in a country with more regulation, I think is very, very awful. Sure. Some things that people should consider, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good thing. Now, I want to go to some things that kind of people wonder about and some kind of categories that people want to know more. The first thing is platform. So people want to know kind of what platform they can use with you if they want to trade with the broker SDM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. So obviously we uh, um, offer the MT4 platform, uh, which is obviously the you know the most popular mm-hmm. retail platform out there. So we offer that. We offer API trading, and we are currently actually working on a proprietary platform that we will launch in the next couple of months, which will be called Scandex. Uh, now, Scandex will be more geared towards, I guess, institutional clientele. So we're really targeting more professional, seasoned traders with that. You know, your family offices, institutional type, you know, fund of funds or hedge funds, because you know it has a lot 
you know, better tools to be able to, you know, do the trading essentially. So, but that's still under development. So it's nothing that we've launched, but currently we, we offer the MT4 and, you know, hopefully, you know, in the coming years, you know, in 2019, we will offer the institutional platform as well. Okay. So it's kind of like current next, but, you know, we're hoping to, you know, create a 10 times better current next. Mm-hmm, so, so, so what are some tools that some of the institutional traders or bigger traders would need as opposed to retail traders? Right. So that's a good question. So with the MT4, you know, for an example, you know, you are limited in certain aspects of your trading. So you Mm -hmm. can't see market depth, for an example. So with an institutional platform, you know, you can see the different layers and prices of the market, which you can't necessarily see on the MT4. So if you're clicking a, you know, a a 50 lot trade on, on the MT4, you know, you only see one price, you don't see the other, you know, you only see the top of book, you don't see the other layers, you know, of the uh, of the pricing, mm-hmm. so to speak. But with an institutional type platform, you will be able to see that. And that's okay. very important for a more seasoned, mm-hmm. you know, professional trader to be able to see what the true cost of, of trading will be, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I, th- I think these platforms sometimes can be too complicated to use for a beginner or someone mm-hmm. starting out in trading. Sure. Do you think your platform is going to be able to use like that the beginner will be able to use it or it's going to be more tricky well or it's really for the kind of professional yeah exactly people. so you know we don't want to really want to be a one-trick pony we want to yeah. you know give alternatives and options to our, our traders mm-hmm. um, kind of you know give them a menu so i guess you know for a, this this type of a, a trading platform will be more geared towards you know institutions so, you know, for a beginner, I would say it's probably better to, you know, focus on, you know, the MT4 if mm-hmm. you want to learn. And, uh, you know, if you want to kind of make your mistakes, quote unquote, it's yeah. better to do them on the MT4 because, as you say, it might be a bit too complicated, you mm-hmm. know, for a newbie or, or a new right. beginner to be able to, you know, trade on on a more sophisticated platform. So my recommendation would probably be to start off on, on a simpler Mm-hmm. you know, a platform like well, MT4. So the thing is you could virtually start with MT4 and then move to that later. That yeah, second yeah. Platform later. Th- that's exactly. And that's, you know, what a lot of, uh, you know, traders do. A lot of the best traders I know have started mm-hmm. on a demo account, you know, and they started on a demo account, you know, they burned a couple of demo accounts, they made their mistakes. And, you know, it's a lot about trial and error in, in this industry. You know, yeah. you, you have to learn by doing, you, you do a lot of mistakes and then hopefully you learn by them and then you advance. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to crawl before you can walk and you have to walk before you can run, you know, so. That's well said, exactly. Totally agree with that. Let's talk about leverage and money management. I think one of the biggest aspects of your trade, your broker, SCM, is the fact that there are some rules with in terms of leverage, but not the same as other places in Europe. Sure, sure. So how does that work exactly? Sure. So it's interesting because um, obviously we are, you know, uh, we're based out of Sweden. Sweden uh, does not necessarily draft the FX specific laws in this mm-hmm. country like they do in the UK or the US, for an example. Mm-hmm. So we are registered with the Swedish FSA uh, here, which is the regulatory body. However, you know, there is no... I guess, you know, clear regulation in terms of, you know, what leverage you can utilize or what leverage you can offer, for an example, because, you know, they don't draft FX specific laws. So what that means is that, you know, we are, you know, registered with them, we adhere 
you know, to their AML and money laundering policies. They do yearly background checks of the owners. Uh, we do, you know, yearly reporting to the FSA as well. But here, you know, it's less of a regulatory burden in this country as opposed to, I guess, you know, the NFA in the US or, you know, the FCA in the, in the UK, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we're still able to offer 100 to 1 leverage. And, uh, you know, we can also offer a lot of the conditions that, you know, people were used to before, such as, you know, rebates and, and, and uh, you know, commissions and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, we can still offer those type of uh, conditions. Uh, awesome. Can people change the leverage in the platform easily? How does that work? No, so the default usually is that they get 100, 100 to okay. 1 leverage. Yeah, yeah. So that's as far as we can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to, let's say, change it to avoid making a mistake or something, can they do it online? Um, well, I would more recommend them to uh, just, you know, trade smaller lot sizes, mm-hmm. you know. So instead of, you know, on a 100K account, instead of trading, you know, 30 lots or 40 lots or 50 lots or whatever, you know, just reduce your lot sizing and that will automatically reduce your leverage as well. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. What about the withdrawals? So when someone makes money trading and let's say they do it for a living, Mm -hmm. then of course they want to withdraw money to get it back in their bank account or something. Sure. How can they do this? Do they have multiple ways of doing it? And how's the process? Right. So it's a, it's very uh, simple and straightforward process. You, they just go into their back office portal mm-hmm. and simply request the withdrawal. And typically the withdrawal, you know, is done within 24 hours. And depending on which bank you have, you know, it's typically, you know, received within, you know, two to three banking days. If you're in okay. Europe, if you're in the Middle East or Asia, that really depends if there's an intermediary bank, but I would say no longer than, you know, four to five business days usually. Okay. Okay. And the other thing is with deposits. So how do people deposit money to their account? Is, is there multiple ways? Can they do it by credit card or some other things? Um, so we, because we um, try to, um, you know, stay away from smaller deposits and, and it's purely because uh, we want to, um, you know, we are more, I guess, targeted towards clients that, deposit at least uh, 2500 and above you know because we kind of w- want to avoid the gambling clients you know mm-hmm. we want to build a long term relationship to our clients so for our you know we you can basically transfer via bank transfer so we have three options available you know we work with uh, three of the sweet biggest swedish banks which is swedbank nordia and scb and you know uh, these are basically the banks they're among the w- most well capitalized banks in all of europe um, so they have mm-hmm. a but a tier 1 core capital ratio of about you know 21 to 22% whereas the european average is around 12 to 13% so it's a significant, you know, uh, difference in terms of how well capitalized they actually are. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we typically accept our our clients' funds via bank transfer. Okay. Um, so, so it's a wire transfer. Wire transfer. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And I don't think this is just a big problem because like you can do it online on on the bank platform that you yeah. use or something of the sort. Yeah. So it's, exactly. it's not a big issue. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Regarding spread and commission, you said you would you want to move to a different uh, structure for that and different account types. So maybe we cannot kind of dive into exactly the details of every spread and everything. Mm-hmm. But what are some things to consider? Like, is it pretty similar to other brokers? Mm-hmm. And what can people expect? Right. So um, uh, we obviously try and be uh, competitive. It's quite funny, though, because I have a lot of, you know, clients, you know, sometimes that have been you know, used to uh, the sort of, you know, B-book broker attitude whereby they, you know, market zero pip spreads and, you know, like 
you know, zero dollar commissions. And then they come to me and they're like, hey, you know, I'm getting zero pip spreads, you know, with that broker or, you know, I'm, I'm getting zero commissions with that broker. And, you know, because we're a purely STP model, agency model broker, we only live off of commissions and spreads, you know, so we don't mm-hmm. internalize risk. We don't have a dealing desk. And frankly, we don't make money off of, you know, people losing their money, which is how a lot of, you know, other brokers, you know, essentially make their money of and that's their business model. So for us, we try and uh, be competitive. I would say, you know, some of our accounts, um, you know, uh, we offer raw spreads on some of our more sort of seasoned professional accounts. And typically the commission is around $10 per lot, you know, so five in and five out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we try and be competitive. And, you know, I think that's, you know, uh, it's worked so far, you know, we have no complaints from our clients. They know that, you know, they're paying for safety and security. No. Um, and, uh, you know, you might have an offshore broker, for example, you know, offering very low commissions and very low spreads. But at the same time, you're not really giving the safe, you're not really get, get, yeah, getting the safety exactly. and security that you want, you know. So with, with us, at least, you know, you get the peace of mind that you are working with a company that's in a serious jurisdiction, which which is, you know, Sweden and Scandinavia, and which is registered with with a regulatory body and you're dealing with very well capitalized banks. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's really what we're what, what our focus is to give a good and fair and equitable trading environment for our clients to be able to succeed in their clients in their trading. And, you know, sometimes it's it's hard enough to for to succeed in the markets mm-hmm. because the markets are very tough, you know, to trade. Yeah. But then having the broker against, against you as you, well, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, it's it's impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. So we try and eliminate that at least so that, you know, our traders can succeed and make money and we can keep them and retain them for a long period of time. That's really our job, you know, to be able to make them successful traders, to be able to help them, you know, with whatever we can to provide a, you know, safe and secure trading environment so that they can ultimately succeed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's how we want to, you know, be what we want to f- be focusing on. Yeah. And I think this is one of the strengths of the brokers, the, the regulation and the safety, plus the fact that people can get more leverage out of their account if they need. So right. it's not the same regulation as other countries. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I think where you stand out a lot is our last point, which is like customer service and the user interface, so how you interact with customers. I right. think that's pretty unique. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, customer you know, service is a- absolutely pivotal uh, in this industry because at the end of the day, you know, more or less everyone has the same type of technology. They mm-hmm. have the same type of platform. You know, and what, what really stands out, I think, will be the customer service. So from our side, you know, we try and focus a lot on customer service. Um, you know, a lot of my clients, for an example, you know, they even have me on WhatsApp, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, you know, we're not the biggest broker yet. We're not the smallest broker, but we, I would say we are the most personal broker. So we really take care of our clients, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, I guess, you know, going back to the philosophy of, of uh, Volvo, you know, that's where we really got our inspiration. If you look mm-hmm. at Volvo, for an example, as a car maker and a car ma- manufacturer, they actually invite all of their clients to their manufacturer, you know, to their factory to see how the car parts and the car is actually made, you know, to see how the component, various components are installed and how the car is, is fabricated. And that's exactly what we want to do, you know. So we invite our clients over to Stockholm. We meet them, you know. We listen to their stories. They hear our stories, 
And I think a lot of that has been eliminated from this industry because everything is looked at as an MT4 account. You know, everything yeah. is is uh, on screens and 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 a number. You're just a number. Um, so you know, we kind of want to go back to the old school way of doing business, where you shake hands, you see your clients, you see who they are, they see us, they know who we are, where we were located, and. Uh, I think that creates a lot more healthier business relationship where you actually know the people that you're doing business with because half of the time, you know, from for a lot of these brokers or clients run there's no personal relationship there. You know, it's everything's done online through screens uh and I think that, you know, can in some ways, you know, give room for a lot of greed, mm-hmm. I would say, that that's, you know, this industry has unfortunately been been through, you know, many many years. So I think that's really our key is that we want to fo- really focus on relationship. We want to be a human broker where we're accessible. And, you know, if there is an issue, we try and solve it, you know, because at the end, nothing is perfect in life, right? So clients can overlook and oversee the fact that there might be a technology issue, but they will never overlook that you ignoring them as a broker or not yeah. hearing what their needs are, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what we want to focus on. And that's what we want to be known for, you know? It's awesome. Do you have any restriction of who, of who you can accept as the broker? Like, are there any countries or provinces or states that you can accept? Or Well, obviously there's the usual suspects. We can't uh, accept U.S. clients unless they're an ECP, which is an eligible contract participant, which means that they have north of $10 million in their bank account. So they're basically classified as a sophisticated client. Okay. You know, and then uh, obviously there's, you know, countries that are in the sanction list, um, yeah. you know, I guess um, Iran would be Cuba, North Korea, mm-hmm. uh, Sudan, you know, some of these countries. So uh those are typically countries that we cannot, you know, deal with. But apart from that, you know, our, our client clientele is mainly European, Middle East, and Asia, I would say. And we get, get occasionally some from Latin America and Africa as well. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. So we'll put something below if you guys want to check out uh, Scandinavian Capital Markets. Where can people find you if they have questions, they want to reach out to you? Can they write to you or yeah, sure. how can they contact you? Yeah, um, you know, my email is arif at scmforex.com. So they're more than happy, you know, feel free to, you know, email me whatever questions they have and if they want to set up a meeting or a Skype call or, you know, we'll be more than accessible uh, to them and whatever questions they may have. Awesome. So Arif, thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. And you guys, uh, check out the link below. Check out Contact Arif if you want. And we'll catch you back here pretty soon.